Hi, and welcome to the Pang Black Girls podcast, where us Black women talk about issues that have been affecting us, and we just share opinions, and hope you guys like it. So, this is our podcast. I'm Destiny. And I am Geneva. Today is Sunday, February the 28th. We are both located in Henrico, Virginia. And today we'll be interviewing Destiny's friend, Essence, on the topic of white supremacy and racism and her experiences with that topic. Hello. Um, My definition of white supremacy is basically just the power of the white people as a whole, like community, them having an advantage over every other race. Um, just, yeah, them having the most power, them being able to do things that other races wouldn't be able to do. Do you feel all white people are racist? Um, yes, but no. I feel like all we, white people definitely like may have it in them, but it's up to certain white people to show it. So not every white person is racist, but I definitely I definitely think that all white people are capable of being racist. Okay. Um, have you ever experienced racism from a white person? Yes. Yes, I have. It's just minor encounters, never anything big, but minor things. Uh, what do you think non-black people can do to reduce racism? The first thing that you can do is actually acknowledge the problem. Like, you have to know that there is something wrong to even start fixing the issue. Why do you think people are still racist in this day and age? Because that's what they were born into. That's all they know. And when you're born into something, that's kind of like the ritual you keep up until you gain knowledge to really change your different like views on things and have different ways. Uh, what would you say to people who say that the Confederate flag is a part of their heritage? There is no heritage. You have no heritage. Do you believe that people of color still face the challenges they did during the Jim Crow era just without segregation and Jim Crow laws? Yes. Modern day slavery. Yes. Definitely. Uh, do you think every Do you think everything at the Capitol was handled appropriately? No. It definitely wasn't. Proper measures were not taken because if it was a different race of people, things definitely would have been handled differently. They were welcomed into the Capitol rather than being like handled with law enforcement the right way. They were greeted with like red carpets. Do you think that the news covered the stories differently? Um, opposed to when um, Black Lives Matter marched to the Capitol? Yeah. I think they highlighted it in the wrong way. They made it out to be that they were just standing on something that they wanted to change on. It wasn't, and Black Lives Matter movement was for like an actual change. That was getting upset because they didn't get their way. So it was two different views on that. All right. Um, do you think that white supremacy may go away or calm down since Biden is in office? Um, no because there's always a way around things. 
white people or people in general always find things in between the lines and use it to their advantage. Um, what should you say to people that use the fact that they were born in a different time as a justification for their racism? That shouldn't be a thing. It's 2021 now. It's, there's Google, you can educate yourself. And there's libraries, you can go read books. Like I said before, just acknowledge the problem. Acknowledge that there is an issue. Okay. What could be changed about the police? A lot. A whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Like, first of all, training needs to be like a thing that everybody needs to start again. They just need to go through phase one of training again. Just reevaluate their whole system. Do you think that police training should be longer? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Could you give us, um, could you describe to us one instance where you were discriminated against by a white person and like what were the repercussions um, on that white person? A time that I felt as if I was discriminated against is actually yesterday. I was in a grocery store and I felt this tension between a white clerk felt like she was watching me harder than everybody else. I was at the self-checkout line. She was definitely watching me harder than a lot of other people. And she kept checking me to make sure I got everything. And I, I, when I'm at self-checkout, I make all my movements clear so that wouldn't even be a question. And she was like, did you make sure you got that? Like, just checking my every move. And I don't like that. I, it was definitely a vibe that I got from her. Do you think that things like that or like microaggressions like that go unnoticed a lot of times? Yes, because I really could have made it a bigger issue than what it was. It's something that happens quite often. So, you know, you don't really press the issue right then and there because you're so mm -hmm. used to it. Yeah. But I definitely plan on like in the future, making my presence known. And if I feel uncomfortable in the situation, I'm going to start to speak out because I don't like the fact that if we like acknowledge an issue is always that we're being aggressive with things and it's not necessarily that I'm trying to be aggressive about the situation but I definitely want my point to get like across and let you know that right then and there in that situation I felt uncomfortable and I felt discriminated against. What are some like a few biases that you could talk about? Like, what do you mean? Give me an example. Like, you said that you couldn't think of, or it was, like, a lot of biases against Black people. Like, yeah. so what is some that... Like, stereotypes and stuff? Yeah. Okay, one is a stereotype that is for all Black people is that all Black people are ghetto. That's definitely not true. All Black people are not ghetto. A lot of Black people are raised in high-class neighborhoods, there's some that are raised in low-class low neighborhoods, but they break out of that. They learn to adapt to, you know, there's a lot of Black people who have class, but there is some who are quote-unquote ghetto, but what can you really do? All Black people aren't the same, just like all white people aren't the same. Everybody's not the same, regardless of culture, race, nationality. Um, what... Do you remember a specific time when you became aware of racism or like was it something that from when you can remember you always knew it existed? 
okay, when you're in elementary school and like you have white friends and you have different races of friends, the first time that I really noticed was when I had to change like the way I sounded around white people versus black people, the way I had to make myself seem more sophisticated around white people versus black people, because I don't want to have that stereotype as the ghetto black girl. So I would change my voice, make sure I use the right words and sentences, and just make sure I sounded proper. Okay. Yeah, um, so in elementary school was really the time that I noticed like racism and thing. And me and my mom had talks, of course, and my family had talks about things. Like you can't go do certain things that white people do because the repercussions on you would be different rather than them. Do you think that a black person can become whitewashed? Um, yes. Although some people may feel like it's not a thing. Especially the way you were raised, like wherever you were born, that's all you ever know. You, that's, and then in a lot of towns, there's not a big representation of black people in the right way. So you would rather, you know, and I don't know, some people may feel as if they identify better with one race rather than another. So, do you believe? Yeah. Sorry. You could go ahead. Do you, do you believe that, like, one of the true definitions of being whitewashed is that um, these black people who people describe as whitewashed tend to excuse their white friends' racist acts or tend to brush them under the rug? Yes, because they feel as if they're one of, like, they're one of them. So, like, they're equal to each other. Like, a lot of white people, a lot of black people have this. Or no, as I should say, a lot of white people have this like feeling as if, oh, well, I grew up in a hood, so I can use the N-word or this, that, and the third. It has nothing to do with, or I'm not using it in that manner. People say in a rap song, so why can't I? It's, no, no. And a lot of black people who have white friends definitely excuse that behavior. And that is one thing I never allow. White friends or not. I don't, mm -mm. Do you think celebrities, like non-black celebrities, get away with saying the N-word more than like regular people, like Francis Takashi 69? Yes, because they have that, because it's other people who don't have the right knowledge just like them. Mm -hmm. They have excuses to use it. So everybody who feels just like Takashi 69 is going to stick with him because they feel like, well, yeah, other people say it, so why can't I? Everybody says it in rap songs, so why can't I? Yeah. So do you think that, I guess, Latinos or Hispanic people should be able to say the word because of the fact that they've been through struggles? No, I understand that every like culture and race has their version of oppression, but ours were different. We were definitely beaten while that word was used to degrade us. So I don't think that anybody else would really understand what we went through. Mm -hmm. But like I said, everybody has their version of oppression, but everybody's is different. So, do you think that, in your personal opinion, do you feel like the word cracker is an offensive slur towards white people, as some no. people like to claim? No. White people, if I'm not mistaken, white people used to call the low-class white people crackers, so... That's not offensive. They were not beaten while that word was being, like, yelled at them. 
So no, I don't think it's offensive. It's nowhere near offensive. That's not even comparable to the N word. Nowhere near comparable. Do you think that like when people say that um, the N word shouldn't be used at all in schools, do you feel like it's okay, or do you feel as if it's like not okay because black people shouldn't stop saying a word because? Okay, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like their word. Just, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like maybe in a place of professionalism, let's just refrain from everybody using it. Long story short, yeah. so there won't be any complications. But as far as like a white person being able to tell me what to use and what comes out of my mouth, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But like I said, in a place of professionalism, yes, we could definitely keep that as a like cordial understanding to no, we're not going to use this word. Nobody in this facility is going to use it, but you're not going to tell me what it will not to say. Um, why do you think that when people commit racist acts in school, it oftentimes goes unpunished because the school system is based upon white people. Yeah. That was a good way yeah. to end it off. <laughs> right. so jails were created for black people to punish the black people after slavery was lifted that was another way to incriminate them for any little thing that they did mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah all right well thank you for answering our questions um yes you're welcome um yeah that basically concludes our podcast so yeah Some of our sources from today's episode include Systematic Inequality in American Democracy by Danielle Solomon and Connor Maxwell, The Impact of Structural Racism on Black Americans by Amelia Costigan, and Structural Racism in America from the Urban Institute.